Tonight we continue in a section of Proverbs that is warning of or warning about a fool. Now remember, we've talked about this several times. A fool is a person who knows better, but who does it anyway. They are not ignorant about what they are doing. They know what they're doing, uh, but they just do it anyway. Well, uh, think about this tonight. Isn't the majority of our trouble, the bulk of our trouble, think about that, caused not by ignorance, but by foolishness. Now think about your life. Think about the things that you've walked through. Isn't the majority of our trouble caused not by not knowing something, by ignorance, but by foolishness. We know better, but in selfishness or in pride or in wickedness or in sin, we just don't care. We want to do what it is that we want to do. Think about this. God's word is the best way to live. We talk about that all the time. Uh, if you want to please God, it is the only way to live. God's word is the best way to live. And so when it becomes in conflict with what we want, what do we do? We get away from God's word. God's word is the best way to live. If we're going to please God, it's the only way to live. And when that becomes, God's word becomes in conflict with what it is we want to do, we set down the word of God. And that is foolishness. Now think about our day. In our nation, in our homes, in our personal lives, what we do uh, when, it's, when what we want to do is in conflict with the word of God, we put away the word of God. We draw a distance from the word of God. It's why the psalmist says in Psalm 1, the blessed person, the blessed man stays in the word of God. Tonight we're going to go back to our survey of the foolish man, the foolish person. Now I want to, before we do that, I want to think about this a little bit more. Uh, let me say this. The issue, therefore, uh, if we stay with the word of God, if we stay in it and if we stay with it, is a matter of the heart. And so it's not a matter of ignorance. It's not a matter of busyness. It's not due to a lack of time. It's not because of outside influences. It's not the environment we're in, but it is a matter of the heart. Sometimes we say, well, I don't have time to read the Bible. I can't live according to the Bible. I'm just not a person that knows the Bible. Well, listen, that's not because of our environment. It's not because of ignorance that we don't know better. It's not because of busyness or a lack of time. The issue is a matter of the heart. Now, that seems to be a reoccurring theme. Uh, do we trust God? Do we love and want to honor God? Do we seek to please God? And so, listen, we stick with the Word of God. We stay in the Word of God, and if we're not, it is a matter of the heart. All right, all that to say, now we're back to our survey of the foolish man. To not do that is a foolish thing. Last week we left off in Proverbs chapter 26 verse 6. It's really a 12 verse section that is a survey of the foolish person, the, the foolish man. Now, last week we made it to verse 6. This week we're going to pick back up in verse 7. All right, Verse 7 says this. Chapter 26 verse 7. Like the legs which are useless to the lame so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. 
Like the legs which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Now, a lame person, for whatever reason, their legs do not work. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it's a genetic thing. For whatever reason, they are lame in their legs. Their legs do not work. Their legs will not support them. Their legs will not carry them. They are useless. They are there, but they're of no use. Well, the Bible says, in the same way is a proverb, is a wise saying in the mouth of a fool. In the same way is a proverb, is a wise saying in the mouth of a fool. Now, there's two sides to that. The first is this. A wise word to a fool is of no use. A wise word to a fool is of no value. Uh, they've already decided not to heed it. They're not going to operate according to it. And so you come and you deliver to them a wise word. It is of no use. God's wisdom, they've already shut their ears to it. It is of no use. They're not going to heed it anyway. That's one side. The second is this. Also, wise words first to a fool. Now, this is wise words from a fool. Wise words from a fool are also of no use. That's the, that's the second side of this. They possess no wisdom. As a fool, they have no wisdom that we should seek. And, and so the word, a wise word from a fool is also useless to us. So understand, speaking, investing wisdom to a fool is a losing enterprise. Sometimes you think, you know what, they're going to get it. You know what, this time they're going to understand it. You know what, this time, if they just have the truth, it's going to change their heart, and there's going to be an impact. Speaking wisdom to a fool is a losing enterprise. And for sure, taking wisdom from a fool is also a losing enterprise. Today, we give way too much value to words from fools. And the Bible tells us here, taking the proverb, the wisdom of a fool, is useless to us. I think I said it this morning. We go to God's word. We're not going to go seek out the wisdom of a fool. We go to God's wisdom. We go to God's word. Verse 7 again. Like the legs which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. All right, verse 8. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. I think this is a very interesting verse. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. Now see the picture here. Uh, you have a slingshot. Maybe as a kid you, you remember having a slingshot. You have a slingshot and you load that slingshot. Uh, you load it by putting in a stone. Maybe it's the kind that had the rubber straps. Maybe it's the kind that you swing around and let go. But you load the slingshot by slinging in a stone, by bringing in, by binding in a stone. And when you do, now the slingshot is loaded. When you do that, <clears throat> now damage can occur. Even death can occur. When, when the stone is loaded, the potential for hurt is set. So here's a slingshot. 
by itself, it's no, of no danger to us. But once you load the stone in it, now it is set for damage. The potential for hurt is set. Now, another example could be pulling the hammer back on a gun. Maybe you've got a, a pistol and you pull the hammer back. Now there is potential for danger. Maybe it's like lighting the fuse on a stick of dynamite. The potential for damage is now enabled. Well, we go back here to the same subject that we looked at last week. Potentially set for danger. The, the stone is set, the slingshot is loaded. So is he who gives honor to a fool. Now remember last week, we saw this means when you affirm or you approve, even honor the fool. When you affirm a fool, when you give validity to the speech of a fool, to the actions of a fool, you are setting yourself up for damage. You're setting yourself up for trouble. That's what the verse means. When you're affirming a fool, when you're giving weight to a fool, you're setting yourself up for damage, for trouble. Now, I was thinking about this week. Just this week, I believe it was on this past Wednesday, it was International Women's Day. International Women's Day. I didn't know that was a day, but now we've got Son's Day, Daughter's Day, Men's Day. It's a new day. So evidently, it's, it's International Women's Day. Part of the celebration this past Wednesday at the White House, now they gave several International Women of Courage awards at the White House. Now, one of them, it was given by Jill Biden, Right there at the White House, one of them was given to a transgendered man. Now, they would say a transgendered woman. I'm not going to say that. This, this to be clear, is a man dressed like and acting like a woman. And so I want you to see an International Woman of Courage Award was given to a man dressed like a woman. He got the award. Now, listen, that's insane. And that's crazy. I could talk about that. But you know what's crazy? That room was full of people that clapped. And people in U.S. military uniforms, I'm going to trust you with my security, they clapped. People that have over the head of departments, we're going to trust you with running our government, they clapped. It's, it's like the book, uh, The Emperor Has No Clothes. And I wonder, are these people crazy? Are they, are they insane? How nuts is that? They approve a man dressed like a woman and call him a woman. That's insane, and I think that's an insult to women. Well, that's exactly this verse. When you approve what a fool says, when you approve the wisdom of a fool, that's exactly this verse. We are set up for harm. The slingshot is loaded for damage. We are setting ourselves up for destruction. I could go on on that subject. We may come back to it some other time. Verse 8, be warned. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. All right, verse 9, moving on. Like a thorn which falls into the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like a thorn which falls into the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. All right, verse 9, the survey of the fool continues. 
It talks about a person here, they are drunk. Now what that means is they are, they are intoxicated, they are numb, they are dumb, and they're bumbling around, they're stumbling around, and they fall. Now the thorn's not the one that falls, it's the drunk that falls, and they land on a thorn. So they're bumbling around, they're numb to everything, they're intoxicated, they fall, and it sticks a thorn in their hand. It hurts. It is a pain. Now for them, it's probably going to cause more pain, more trouble later, but there is now a thorn stuck in their hand. It says, in the same way is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Again, here's what the Bible's telling us. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful whose wisdom you take in. Here's what I've noticed. Maybe you've noticed this as well. Fools are always speaking. You ever notice that? Fools are always speaking. They're not silent. They're always speaking. They are always preaching their foolish wisdom. They are always preaching their version of the truth. They're not silent about it. They're really ambassadors, evangelists for their false wisdom. They're always proclaiming their version of the truth. Well, here's the teaching of the Bible. We are to be warned about them. We are to be careful with them. We are to be discerning. Bottom line is this. How silly is it, how foolish is it to have the truth of God's word, to have God's wisdom, and then to listen to anybody that thinks they can improve on that? How silly is it, how foolish is it to have God's truth, to have God's wisdom, and to listen to anybody that thinks they know something better than that? It is silly. It is foolish. Verse 9, like a thorn which falls into the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Moving to verse 10 now. Verse 10, like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. Now that's kind of a crazy uh, sentence. Let me, let me explain it to you. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. Now the picture here is there is an archer, a person that shoots arrows. And, and this particular archer, they pull back their, their bow, they pull back their arrow, and they may shoot over here, or they may shoot over there, or they may let the arrow go over there. They may shoot you. They may miss what they're shooting at and shoot something else, and, and they're a danger to everybody around them. You ever go dove hunting, and there's always a guy, and, and sometimes it's, there's always a friend like this, and sometimes it's your cousin. There's always a cousin like this. And everybody's there, and they're dove hunting. They're ready to go. And there's always this guy who follows the dove right across you. And everybody hits the ground. And you go, Here's all your friends. And you buy the pickup, and everybody's ready. And they, he follows the dove by the pickup. And everybody hits on the ground, drops on the ground. That is the picture of this person. They're crazy. They could hurt anybody. They might shoot any direction. Well, dangerous is the person, the person that can hurt anyone. It says, so is he who hires a fool or those who pass by. And let me explain that to you. Here is the wisdom of the verse. 
Be careful who you get for a job. Be careful who you trust for a mission. Be careful who you work with on something. Not everybody's equipped. Not everybody can do a good job. You shouldn't just grab the first person that goes by. That's what it's talking about. Not just anybody will do. We live in an age where we can't find anybody, and so you're like, just somebody come by, and we'll plug you in here. That's, that's what we're being warned against. I've learned this in the church, and, and don't get anybody get their feelings hurt. This is what I've learned in the church. People come to the church, and they get into the church, and they seem excited. They're excited. They come in. They've got a Bible. They're excited. Uh, they come two Wednesday nights in a row, and, and they seem to be legitimate, and we get so excited, and we need helpers in every place. We need workers in every place, and so we put them in a place to, to serve, only to find out later that they are incompetent. Sometimes that happens. Here's what I find out most of the time, or that they are trouble. And so somebody comes in, they got a Bible, they make it three weeks in a row, and you know what, they must be ready for something, and we need help in all these places, and we plug them in, and we find out later they are trouble. That's the warning here. It is like the archer that's going to shoot out an arrow in any direction. That person is dangerous for anybody. Not anybody can do what it is that we need to do. We need people with godly wisdom operating in godly wisdom. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. All right, verse 11 is gross, and it is shocking, and it's supposed to be. I'm going to apologize in the front. Here's verse 11. Like a dog that returns to its vomit, he is a fool who repeats his folly. Now, I've seen some folks try to explain this verse away and make it be a good thing, and a dog, that's not it. Look at the context, and it means what it means. Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. This is supposed to be shocking. It is supposed to be gross. Now, I want you to think about it, and I'm going to try to make it a little maybe less a, 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 a repulsive to us. If there's something that made you sick, if there's something that's gross and vile and disgusting, now that's the picture here. There's something when you eat it, it made you sick, and it's gross and it's disgusting. Here's the question of the verse. Why go back to that? Why go back to that? A fool who repeats his folly. Now remember the word folly it is stupidity, his act of stupidity, the act of foolishness. Why go back? That's the question. Why go back to the act of stupidity? Now, here's the, here's the example. If you did it, and you did it in rebellion, and you did it in sin, or maybe you just did it because you wanted to do it, and it causes you trouble, and it brings you great grief, and it hurts you, and it hurts others around you, and it dishonors God, and it's gross, and it's shameful, the fool knowing better. Listen, they know better than anybody. They've already suffered the consequences once or twice or three times. The fool goes back to it again. You know what, that didn't work? You know what, that messed up my marriage? You know what, that marred my reputation? You know what, that cost me a lot? 
You know what? My reputation with my kids isn't the same after that. You know what? You just go down the list. You know what? This hurt the name of Christ. You, you just go down the list, and yet they go back to it. That's the picture. Something vile, something terrible, something that's gross. What in the world? Why would people go back to it? Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you my opinion right here, and it's right, so you can you can trust that. Why would you go back? Here's my opinion. My opinion is this. This is why people active in sin, pick their sin, and and maybe it's homosexuality. I can give you statistics. Maybe it's living together outside of marriage. Maybe it's cheating in their business practices. I can give you whatever the sin. This is why people active in sin, here's what I believe, they have to numb themselves with pills and drugs and alcohol. And let me ask you a question. I'm going to start to sound like a Baptist preacher. How many sins are fueled by and are made easy with alcohol? You know what? I'm going to go back to some vomit. You know what makes that a little bit better if I don't know it, if I'm numb to it, and if this doesn't, if this doesn't strike something inside of me. And I wonder, how do you ever go back? Well, I'm numb to it. You know what? I'm taking so much of this, and I'm, I'm doing this, and I'm drinking so much of that. I read a statistic preparing for the sermon in a week. It's like pushing 90% of people active in homosexuality are addicted to alcohol or drugs. You have to do something to numb yourself to make sin easy. Verse 11, a gross verse. Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. All right, last verse. We're going to stop here. This is where the section Uh, The survey of the fool stops here. Next week, you'll be excited to know we're going to look at the survey of a sluggard. Starts in verse 13. All right, survey of the fool ends here, verse 12. Our last verse tonight. Sluggards everywhere turning off their radio. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. A person who is right in their own eyes. Now, I want to I kind of paint this out. This means the measure of right is them. What is right or wrong, they are the determining factor. The measure of right is them. Not God's word, not practical experience, not results. The measurement of right is in themselves. And here's this person, because the measure of right is within them, they are not wrong. Listen, they're not wrong. They can't be wrong. Right is determined by them. They are always right. And listen to this. They take pride in their rightness. They take pride in their rightness. Their personhood is tied to their rightness. Their value is proved in their rightness. You know how I'm a big deal? You know why I matter? It's because I'm always right. Their value is proved in their rightness. And they exalt themselves and, listen, most likely belittle you in that they're always right. You know what? I'm always right, and you know what? You're not, you're not nearly as right as I am. And it's a way of exalting themselves and belittling you. They're not going to listen. They're not going to consider that they might be wrong. They can't. 
They're not going to seek out godly wisdom. They have no need for it, no use. They are wise in their own eyes. Here's what the Bible says. There is more hope for a fool. Now remember the fool, the fool knows better and does it anyway. They don't care about the consequence. The Bible says there is more hope for a fool than for that person. You know what? This person, they're not going to grow. This person's not going to improve. This person's not going to gain wisdom. In that mindset, the Bible says that person, right in their own eyes, they are absolutely hopeless. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. We're going to stop right there tonight. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come tonight, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. I pray as we hear it that we recognize this is the truth. It is the best way to live. It's the only way to live if we're going to please you. I pray that we allow it, Lord, in wisdom to shape us, to build us, to correct us, that we wouldn't rail up against it. The measurement of right wouldn't be in our own mind or our own eyes, but would be in your truth. And I pray that we would become increasingly so tonight, a peculiar people, a strange people, a people that do not look like the world, even though the world would accept many things, people that would not match, a people that will not fit, because our, our beacon, our anchor, our foundation is not the world's, and it's your truth, your word. I pray, Lord, thanking you for that potential tonight, for that opportunity tonight. I pray, Lord, that we take it to heart and that it bears results tonight. Lord, I, I pray as a church for all of the things we're doing. I pray that we would discern your will through your word, that we would be about your business led to us through your word, that we'd be faithful to the gospel of Christ written down in clarity in your word. And I pray, Lord, that we would be pleasing in your sight, that we would be useful to your cause. I pray that people would hear the truth that they would find our Savior Jesus and his grace, Lord, through the ministry of Calvary Baptist Church. Lord, I pray for the homes of our church, for the families of our church, for the kids, the parents, the grandparents. Pray for those that, that are going to go work a job this week, they're going to be an influence somewhere else. I pray, Lord, that they would stand, that they would be a beacon, that they would be a light to a lost and dark and dying world. Lord, we come tonight, and I, I pray thanking you that we have an anchor tonight. We have peace tonight. I pray for the things coming up this week. Uh, some of them, we're not sure of the outcome. Some of them are tough things. But you've never left us, and you've never forsaken us. You've never tricked us. Lord, you're gracious, and you're kind, and you're powerful, and you're able. You're trustworthy, and you're faithful. So we commit those things to you as well. Lord, I pray that we walk understanding that you've called us to abide with you and abide in you. And we walk in a way that points to you and that doesn't discredit you or your word, but that confirms there is a Savior and there is truth. These people have embraced it. Lord, we come and we just end today by telling you we love you and we praise you. We thank you. We look around and see so many good things, gracious things right upon us, things over many years. We tell you, Lord, we love you. And then we look forward to a day very soon. And the former things will pass away. 
We will be with you. There'll be peace forevermore. We'll be in your presence. Lord, we didn't earn that. We can't secure it of any work that we would do. We're thankful that day is our promise and our hope as well. We love you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.